Welcome to The Cosmic Calling, a podcast for spiritual entrepreneurs and creative souls on a mission to align their life and career with the cosmos. I'm Natalie Wallstein, career astrologer at Soulshine Astrology, and I hope you're ready to unlock your cosmic calling. Hello, lovely people. Welcome to another exciting episode of The Cosmic Calling. In today's episode, we're going to be discussing a really cool subject that has to do with planning using the planets as your guide. I was recently interviewed for something called the Ambition Summit, where I started to explain how I organize my weekly schedule as inspired by the planets, but I didn't get a chance to get too far into it, so I thought this would be perfect timing to release an episode about it now so we can dive all the way in and I can take you through how this works. Of course, you know that I'm all about using astrology to discover your life purpose. And to me, that is the number one most valuable part of astrology. And it's why I'm so obsessed with it and think way more people should know about it. However, the other branch of astrology that gets more people into astrology in the first place is the forecasting and planning side, which is what we see with horoscopes and following the moon phases and observing Mercury retrograde, things like that. What is great about this side of astrology is we're able to understand why we're feeling how we're feeling in the moment and also use the astrology to our advantage to plan ahead. We're actually able to chart the locations of the planets far, far into the future, but it can definitely be really easy to get ahead of yourself. I remember when I was doing a lot of readings in the beginning, I would often forget what year it was by the time I got off of a call because I was spending way too much time in the distant future. So nowadays, I only forecast one year in advance because knowing too much about the future can be really overwhelming for people, myself included. I'm also not a fan of becoming so obsessed with your astrology forecast that you get to the point where you're not freely living your life and using your intuition to guide you. This practice can easily verge into superstition territory, and to me that's not very cool because you're kind of giving up your power to outside forces. I hope you know by now if you've been following me for a while that I am so not about the doom and gloom. The number one most important thing to me as an astrologer is to teach you how to embrace your inner power. Because when you're confident in yourself, you won't care so much about the astrological weather that's happening outside of you. But what I love about forecasting with astrology and using astrology to align yourself with the natural flow of energy that is surrounding us in the universe at any given time is that it teaches us about divine timing and that negative energy actually passes fairly quickly and it always makes way for growth, which is incredibly valuable even if it is very challenging at the time. There are definitely times when things are going to flow along really smoothly for you and there are times that they just straight up won't. There's truly a right time for everything and astrology does help us track that, which is really cool. 
So without further ado, now that I've given you my disclaimer on all of this, we can start talking about how I use planetary planning in my own life and business and how you can start to deepen your understanding and see how it might fit in with your own life and work too. One of my favorite tricks for planetary planning is to use the days of the week to help me plan out my weekly schedule. Each day of the week is ruled by a different planet, so the activities that are associated with that planet are usually the best to do on that day. Monday is ruled by the moon. That's why it's basically called Moon Day. Even though it's the first day of the work week, we usually have trouble easing into things. We may feel a little bit sleepy, sort of clinging to the memories of the weekend that has just passed. The moon rules our emotional landscape and our desire for comfort and security. In an ideal world, we wouldn't have to leap out of bed all early and have to jump straight into our work right away. But unfortunately, most of society doesn't follow the rules of the moon yet. That's why Mondays for me are usually a half work day. I'll eventually make my way out of bed, and then most of my work is admin-based, since I don't schedule any meetings. I use Mondays to catch up with my money, which funnily enough also starts with mun, which is like moon, and both of them have to do with security. I definitely recommend checking in with your money every week, if not more, and Monday is the perfect day to do that. I'll do my bookkeeping and figure out where I'm at with my goals and what's going on with my accounts. And then I like to get a feel for what the rest of my week is going to look like. I lay out all of my pre-scheduled meetings and decide which days I'm going to work on which things. I also have a monthly and yearly to-do list I check in with. So it's not like I have to decide everything in my business every Monday. The purpose of this for me is that I don't want to have to worry about things over the weekend. I know my work will be waiting for me to sort out on Monday, and that is when I'll figure out what I need to do and also when I'm going to do it and how I want to feel. I like to ask myself how I want to feel both during and by the end of the week, and then what do I need to do to get there? Tuesday is ruled by Mars. The word Tuesday is not nearly as straightforward as the moon's day being Monday, but in French, Tuesday is called Mardi, and in Spanish, it's Martus. Excuse my horrible accent. (laughs) The reason why it's called Tuesday in English is because it's named after a Norse god named Tu, according to Old English. Mars is named after the god of war, And apparently, this Norse god also has similar ties. It's interesting to note that for so many cultures, there's a reference to Mars within the name they use for the day of the week we call Tuesday. Even in Japanese, it's called Kayubi, which translates into Fire Day. So what are we meant to do on Mars' day? Since Mars is the planet of action, passion, motivation, and drive... Truly, Tuesday should be the new Monday, because it's when we're finally ready to dive in and get things done. Kind of like we're going to war on our to-do list. It's a good day to get your most important tasks out of the way, and this will of course be very different for everyone. 
I like to think of the phrase, eat the frog for this one. The idea that you should take care of the hardest tasks first, so you don't have to worry about them anymore later in the week. For me, I personally like to schedule all of my work for the podcast to get done on Tuesdays. Even though podcasting is more of a Wednesday activity, which I'll talk more about in a moment, I always feel a little bit uneasy until I get my podcast episode squared away for the week. So it's a good day for me to sit down and focus on everything I need to do to make that happen. It doesn't always get done in one day. In fact, it might still bleed into other days throughout the week, but I definitely try to get a really good jump start in on it on Tuesdays. Wednesday is ruled by Mercury, the planet of communications. Once again, other languages have made this much more straightforward, like how the French call it Mercredi, or in Italian, it's called Mercolidi. In English, Wednesday is named after Woden's Day. Woden is another name for Odin from Norse mythology. And apparently, Odin has inspired numerous works of poetry, music, and other forms of media, which may be part of the reason why it shares Mercury's day. Wednesday is the ideal day for meetings, writing, speaking, and any form of communication. Although I schedule my meetings and sessions from Tuesday through Saturday, I personally like to use Wednesdays for writing whether that's a blog post I'm working on, or a newsletter, or some other piece of content I'm working on. I may even do research for the next week's podcast episode. Whatever you decide to do, it's a good day to get your thoughts and ideas out in the open. Thursday is ruled by Jupiter, the planet of joy, abundance, and expansion. Again, not a very straightforward name, as Thursday is named after Thor, Again, a Norse god that is associated with the mythology of Jupiter. The closest language is French, which calls it Judy. For me, Thursdays have always been my favorite day of the week, but I never really knew why. It just seemed like a good day to look forward to the weekend, but it's kind of weird why I wouldn't just pick the weekend to be my favorite. But now I understand that I like Thursdays because Jupiter is the ruling planet of Sagittarius, my rising sign, and both Sagittarius and Jupiter have to do with expansion and following your excitement. I like to use Thursdays to work on a project that's going to expand my business in some way. Since I've ideally already used Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday to work on the tasks at hand, Thursday frees me up to work on something that will further things along, like working on my next passion project. I like to call it my special projects day on my calendar. You may also like to use Thursdays for learning about new things that will expand your perspective of the world in some way. Friday is ruled by Venus, the planet of love, money, beauty, and pleasure. This is why we love Friday so much. Because no matter how hard the week has been, we can look forward to knowing that it will all be over soon, and that realization alone is something that can make you feel good. Friday is named after the Day of Frigg, also known as Freya, an old English goddess associated with the Roman goddess Venus. However, in French, it's called Vendredi. In Italian, it's Venerdi. And in Spanish, it's Viernes which are all a lot closer to Venus. 
Fridays are for parties, for love, for dressing up and going on dates, and celebrating the beauty of life. After work, we can kick back and relax or go out and live it up. In my business, I use Fridays to wrap up the week and finish any outstanding work that didn't get done, so I only have to work a half day on Saturday, which is when I plan to just have one client session and nothing else. And if I didn't get a chance to do it on Wednesday, which is my content creation day, I'll write my weekly newsletter and the forecast for the week ahead. I also like to do something to treat myself on Fridays, whether that's working at a cafe with a delicious cup of coffee or getting lunch somewhere I love. Saturday is ruled by Saturn. Finally, a day where the English name actually fits. It's funny because we usually tend to look at Saturdays as being days to have fun and enjoy the weekend, but in actuality, Saturn is about working hard and taking care of mundane tasks. So it's a really good day to run errands, to do laundry, clean up, restock the fridge, and kind of more boring things of that nature. The good news is that everything having to do with Saturn always brings us rewards for our hard work. So once you've gotten all of the details figured out during the day, you can celebrate with a feeling of well-deserved satisfaction at the end of the day. And then Sunday is obviously ruled by the sun. If you're only going to take one day off per week, this would be the day to do it. It's a day for being your true self, letting your inner child out to play, relaxing and celebrating life on earth. Even better if you could actually get out to enjoy the sun. It's not a day for doing or working. It's a day for being and shining the light of your soul's essence. So those are all of the days of the week. When it comes to those of you who work a typical work week at a nine to five job, you may not have very much leeway to plan your week the way you'd like to. But either way, I hope this has inspired you to see, first of all, how you can set up your week in alignment with the planets, and also to realize how closely ingrained we already are with the planets. Astrology was a lot more popular back in the day, and somewhere along the lines, it became reduced to something far less important than what it is. But it still remains woven throughout our culture, including the calendars we already know and use. We also have our own best day of the week, which is based on the planet that rules our zodiac sign, and that's usually our best day of the week to feel good and do our best work, and it may actually already be your favorite day of the week, just like how mine has always strangely been Thursday. So Monday is Cancer's day, because Cancer is ruled by the moon. Tuesday is Aries and Scorpio's day because they're both traditionally ruled by Mars. Scorpio is actually now considered to be ruled mainly by Pluto, but back in the day, they didn't even know Pluto existed. Wednesday is Gemini and Virgo's day, because they're both ruled by Mercury. Thursday is Sagittarius and Pisces day, because they're traditionally ruled by Jupiter, although Pisces is now considered to be ruled by Neptune. Again, Neptune was a planet they didn't know about back then. Friday is Libra and Taurus's day, because they're both ruled by Venus. Saturday is Capricorn and Aquarius's day, because they're traditionally ruled by Saturn, even though nowadays we consider Aquarius to be ruled by Uranus. And Sunday is Leo's day, 
because they are ruled by the sun. So you can see how cool that is. Now, there are a few other ways you can use astrology to plan. In episode two, I went into how to work with the moon and how there is a time to set an intention, to plan and research, to make your current project happen, to see the results from your hard work, and to reflect on what you have learned just by following the moon phases. In that episode, I also discussed void moon days, which are not good times for planning important tasks, having meetings, or doing promotions. And those are all listed in the free monthly moon calendar you can grab from my website by signing up for my newsletter. The link is also in the show notes for this episode at soulshineastrology.com episode 16. Void moons are a really big part of my planning because I never schedule meetings or social media posts to go out during those times. And I've actually come to enjoy them because they give me a chance to rest and catch up on unfinished business. I put them all into my iCalendar and then I tell my scheduling software not to book any sessions during those times. Like I said, you can learn more about those in episode 2 if you're interested. So there are the planets and the moon, but there's also the sun that we can use to plan with by looking at which sign the sun is in during any given month. We've talked about how tracking our houses can tell us what our own monthly focus is meant to be, but the sun is what gives us our monthly focus as a collective. For example, when this episode comes out, we'll be in Libra season, and Libra season typically has a lot to do with relationships, among other things. So if you are a relationship coach or a marriage counselor, you may find that potential clients are much more receptive to what you have to share during this time. It can also be a good time for redecorating or getting into a design project or doing feng shui because these are also some Libra themes that all have to do with balancing our energy. Going forward, I'm going to be opening the doors to my astrology course during Pisces season, which is about spirituality and energy, and Virgo season, which is about analyzing details, and it's usually a time when people are wanting to go back to school to learn something new. So if you own your own business, it's good to think about what you want to offer the world and which sun season goes along with that topic, because that's when the people you want to help will also be most likely to be looking for your help in that area of their life. It can be a really good tool for planning launches and putting together your yearly calendar of when you're going to promote things. There is a pretty epic bonus resource I gave out to go along with episode 13, which was the interview with Emily Thompson on seasonal living, where I list out what the main themes are for each and every sun season. To get it, you can sign up to become a member of the Cosmic Calling community at soulshineastrology.com community. Once you do, you'll also get the bonus resource for every other episode so far, including the bonus for this episode, which is the Planetary Planning Cheat Sheet. The Planetary Planning Cheat Sheet lists out a full rundown of which activities are the best to do on each day of the week to make planning your projects and power moves more intuitively aligned. Again, you can grab these bonuses and so many more 
to make working with astrology in your everyday life and work so much easier by signing up at soulshineastrology.com slash community. Thank you as always for listening. Maybe it's all of my planets in Capricorn, but it feels good to know you can truly optimize your time in such a meaningful way by using astrology as your guide. I always love chatting with you about my favorite subject, astrology, and I hope you got some interesting information out of this short but sweet episode. You can find all of the links and resources mentioned throughout by going to soulshineastrology.com slash episode 16. For more information on how to use astrology to find your cosmic calling and sign up for astrology email updates, check out soulshineastrology.com. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave a review for the cosmic calling to help other cool people like us find the show. The Cosmic Calling Community is a gathering place for listeners of the show to connect more deeply with fellow like-minded spiritual seekers. Join us for astrology classes, monthly forecasts, cosmic planning tools, plus bonus features for these podcast episodes by going to soulshineastrology.com community.